Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is McEnroe, a.k.a. Rod Bailey, and this is the Peanuts and Corn uh, 2020 podcast. This is our final episode for 2020. Um, so we're calling it the finale, and uh, I am rejoined with my good, good friend, I dare say my best friend, uh, Tyler Sneesby, a.k.a. DJ Honeycut. Hi, Hi, everyone. Hey, Roddy. Um, so we kind of just have, uh, we just wanted to kind of end this series and have a little grab bag of fun stuff to play you, um, through the years. So, um, yeah. What's been going on, Tyler? What are you, what are you up to? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh you ever seen that movie about a boy? It was based on a Nick Hornby book. It's like, it's like stars Hugh Grant. I know oh. it exists, but I don't think I've seen it. So Hugh Grant's character is uh, like a he's, a, he's a character who, who he's independently wealthy. He lives off the, the wealth of, of the, of the, his, his father wrote a famous Christmas jingle, Christmas song. Okay. Um, and as a result, he just lives off the royalties of that, of that, um, of that song. And so he doesn't do anything. He, he watches TV all day. He shops for clothes. He doesn't do anything. And whenever he meets interesting women, uh, they tell him, what they do for a living and then when it comes time to tell for him to tell them what he does he has to sheepishly sort of say i i do nothing and <laughs> and then the and the woman loses interest in him. uh and and that's sort of how i feel whenever somebody asks me what what i've been up to i i do nothing <laughs> i do nothing huh. i don't do anything yeah but that's just not but true I'm, we know that's but i'm not okay true. with that yeah i'm okay with that. no i i mean i i i I uh, I mean it's pandemic time still, and uh, Winnipeg's back in a lockdown, and um, so I mean I walk I walk a lot. I walk ten kilometers a day, and mm-hmm. I uh, listen to a lot of music and a lot of podcasts. If anybody wants any podcasts uh, or podcast or music recommendations, uh, watch my Instagram feed because I'm going to drop some uh, end of the year recommendations for all y'all. Perfect. Um, uh, and because it's gotten a bit colder now, I've started to, I've taken up playing the piano again. I was teaching myself to, when I first, uh, beginning of the year, when I first started, um, when the, the lockdown, no, even before lockdown, when I retired from work, from running my, my bar, the Goodwill, I, uh, started teaching myself to play piano. And, uh, now that it's gotten cold again, I've taken that up again because, uh, I don't spend so much time outdoors. So, right. Yeah. Um, well, I'm back at work as well. Uh, I'm back at work and uh, it's been busy. And so I've been trying to keep this podcast up and we had a really good series. We had a lot of great uh, guests and a lot of fu- super really fun conversations. But um, I also have a lot of music that I'm trying to work on. I'm actually working on music more this year than I have in many years. And, um, and I'll get into some of the projects that are coming up, but I've just found that with me working and trying to do this podcast and trying to work on these records. Um, I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta step back from the podcast for a bit because I really want to finish some of these records. Because I think in an earlier episode, like one of the early episodes, I said I think I could put out four records this year, and I haven't put out any. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I think, out- I think I can. I think I can speak out, speak on behalf of everybody listening to this podcast that they would, as much as they've been enjoying the podcast, I'm sure they would, they would love for you to take a step back if that meant you finishing some records well the thing is is that it's really exciting because the podcast has reconnected me with everyone and so now all of a sudden i'm working with everyone on all kinds of interesting things 
So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good 2021 as a result, but um, but I got to finish these things. So that's why this is the finale. And, We're going to hold you uh, to that. Yeah. No, don't you worry. Don't you worry. There's things that are going to start dropping in very early in 2021. So, um, so let's start at the beginning. So we kind of have a grab bag of fun stuff to play with you, play for you listeners. And um, this is the first one that I wanted to play because um, a fellow by the name of, I think it's Darren, who runs a Rio Statics archive, uh, sent me a dat tape of one of our performances uh, when we played what was Green Sprouts Music Week in um, Toronto in 1995 at, what was the name of that club? Uh, ultrasound. ultrasound. It was like yeah. X-rays was on the main floor, or, or vice and ultras- yeah, X-rays, right. and then ultrasound was the venue on the second floor. Yeah. So we played, I think, seven shows in seven days, or seven shows in six days, six or something. Days, yeah. Yeah. We did um, a matinee on the Saturday, so it was two shows on the Saturday. Right, and this might be the matinee. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but we'd played it our was set certainly and, on the last day. Yeah. yeah so we would do. Um, we do our sets and then we would and then we would watch the Rio Statics play and hang out and have a lot of fun. But we really got close with them and we would jump on stage with them and things like that. And uh, so then I guess what happened was Tim from the Rio Statics, Tim Vesley, said he wanted to jump in and do uh, a verse with us on our song Duck Duck Goose. Is that how it went? Did he 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 wrote it and then came to us and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. put, put me mm-hmm. on." Yeah, yeah, and and. Luckily, uh, Rod was traveling with our sampler, and so you were yeah. able to resequence, resequence um, uh, uh, the, the, the the beat so that it so it had a third verse in it for for That's him. That's right. Yeah. So why don't we check this out? This is uh, Duck Duck Goose live from 1995 with Tim Vesley from the Rio Statics doing a dropping a third verse. Let's check it out. Duck, 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 
I have not heard that well since being on stage. Since it happened, yeah, yeah, since it happened. It's funny. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, obviously we we were just totally. I mean, we 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 knew that it was going to happen um, because he asked us. We you know we offered to sequence the. He want, he said he wanted to do it. And we offered to resequence the beat so that it would work. Yeah, but I mean, it was still incredibly overwhelming to to have to have him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were all just sort of really overwhelmed standing on stage listening to his lyrics and 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 you know, basically him telling the story of their discovery of, of Farm Fresh in yeah. that form. Yeah, I mean, it's just just remarkable, just so fun to listen to again. It's, that's really great. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I checked out this dat and I'll send it to you, Tyler. But um, the dat is us playing and it's just a lot of what we were doing at that time, which we had our songs that did, you know, we played Space, we played Hugs and Kisses, we played these songs and then we would do these freestyles and 
I I just it's hard for me to listen to us freestyle at that time. We just weren't that good at it, you know. We we yeah, did it yeah. for authenticity, but we were never that good at it. So it's just a little. That's where I cringe, but but that is the gem of the dad for sure because uh, very unique experience for us and for him to take the time to write an actual song and write a verse and learn it. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember if mm-hmm. he had a piece of paper with him or if he memorized it, but. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like a 40, 44 bar <laughs> yeah, verse. It's not like short. <laughs> but uh, and astute listeners will also will also notice that um, you you and 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 Pip did each other's verses. Yes, in that song. Yeah, uh, we used to have a lot of fun with that song. I mean, uh, I mean, because this because the the verses are are identical in length. Um, any of us who saw us any of you who saw us play back in the day i would actually come out from behind the turntables and actually sort of like tap each other keep tap uh each uh of your heads roddy and patrick's back and <laughs> forth saying duck 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 goose and nobody knew who was going to go first so so even on so on the record you know pip goes first and then roddy goes second but yeah but nobody in nobody knew who was going to go first or second I don't um, even know who, whose idea was that song and that hook. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Funny one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but then we even took it another step further on that performance, and y'all did each other's lyrics, which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there was. I don't know if we talked about talked about it uh, on the first episode because we did talk about Rios in the first episode. But but was it the did listening to that dat? Do we do space? part one and two in our in our set uh yeah i think so yeah hmm. there was one show and maybe it is maybe it is the later show maybe this was the matinee and the later show that night but there was one of the, the final shows of that week where they asked us not to do at least space part two in our set because they wanted us to come and do it in their set because they had learned it I see. And any, and anybody, and I don't know if you remember this, Rob, but anybody who who listens to Real Statics, I mean, they're equal parts. Um, I don't know how to even describe Real Statics. Rush meets Beach Boys, but I mean, <laughs> meets <laughs> uh, I don't know what. Like they're just a bit of everything. But I mean, they 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 they're famous for their their you know multi part harmonies, and yeah. so they learned. Um, space part two and they so they were singing in the mandrill loop and so they asked us not to do space part one and two in our in our set and they brought us out into in their set and they played it and so that was another one of those moments where we were just on cloud nine where we were like holy shit the reostatics learned our learned our song and now we're up on stage playing it with them pretty pretty wild i have to ask uh i think it was darren that uh maybe he has a dad of that as well he had yeah, another. Would, he, had, he sent me another song that's on their archive of us freestyling over one of their songs, and it's like, uh, it's not good. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but on that note, so I, the other song I wanted to play here around this time, I I don't think we recorded this when we were with them uh, in '95. I think it was the next time we were back. If I don't, yeah, we came better. back in we came back in '96 to do the Group of Seven shows. We did the Group of Seven shows with them in march of uh march of 96 in toronto and then and then in the fall later like august in vancouver right so in march of 96 we um we oh and i remember that because we were that was when we got stranded in wawa 
That's right. Yeah, out, we right. got hit with a blizzard in Wawa. Yeah, car and then down. there was a car broke down, so we were we were we were just just ahead of a blizzard. We if we could just floor it, we could just stay out of this blizzard. We would get through the lakeheads and we would make it to Toronto. And um, and uh, but the car broke down in and uh, and then the blizzard caught up with us and we got snowed in in Wawa and we were there for at least at least two or three nights and yeah. and on top of that the the provincial workers were like on strike so nobody was um plowing the highway <laughs> and and so there was just like no way like bedini from rio's was like can we charter a plane like he was like because we were missing shows we were like dave bookman's new music night at the horseshoe we had a much music appearance that we had that we missed we, yeah. we were missing a lot of stuff and we basically just made it to toronto just in time to play that to do one rehearsal and and play the group of seven shows right um, yeah. So when we were back in Toronto, we did this uh, song with the Rio Statics that they ended up putting out. This they called it Trans Jam. Um, and then if if you're a Farm Fresh listener, then you'll recognize these lyrics because we did these lyrics uh, for a song we released called Tree Hern, mm-hmm, and, which we listened to on my last uh, right, appearance. Right, which we listened to, and yeah. that had you know it featured Martin Tielli of the Rio Statics on that song. Mm-hmm. I sampled mm-hmm. him. And so this is the Rio Statics version. So I just play this as an oddity. It's a, it's a lot different. But uh, uh, let's take a listen. This is Trans Jam by the Rio Statics from the Nightline Sessions featuring Farm Fresh.
got that bad habit of thinking for myself Trade none too common, all too often Watching kids get lost in the mix Fixing thoughts and towels get tossed in Southern minds in Boston, folks by the dozen Gained too much school for my American cousins Well, example of my point on the choice of McDonald's No one model, not Johnny, now we're upon it Rock, or should I say Canadian Shield Do not yield, use your mind instead to level the playing field Yes, can I get even more emphatic Working with the real static Now we got you flipping like an acrobatic My name is Autumn from the Goop Farm Fresh And it's the music and the art Making Canada best, yeah go that's trans jam by real statics it's just a jam yes it was it was like uh it was like us jamming in the gas station studio and then lo and behold it uh it ended up on record yeah yeah not, not the best not the best no no i think i mean based on what i know of those lyrics from hearing it on our treehorn version of uh, uh pip pip uh, obviously um freestyled the last few bars of his and and because he kind of kind of kind of lost the lost the lost the lyrics there and had to freestyle the last little bit and i was just like yeah i mean it, it reminds me a lot of jamming with live bands where they where it's just like where as a dj i'm kind of just like are we uh you know are we uh, are we done yet are we uh, <laughs> yeah. can we stop playing this song now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But gosh, was it was it, I mean, we we were we spent a lot of time with them in that studio. I recorded uh I was on the the, the next record like uh like uh, on the Blue Hysteria which was which came out at the end of 96. Like um right. Uh I'm on that. I'm on I'm on a I guess I'm technically on two tracks, but I'm on one song and there's one track that's that's just noise, me making noise on the turntable when they actually um, actually, uh, I remember being in a in a diner in Vancouver. So, like in August of that year, when the, the tracking was being done for that album, we had, you know, this is now uh, five months later, and we're doing the the group of seven shows now at the Vancouver Art Gallery with them. And and um, uh, Dave was like, "Well, we've narrowed the name of the new album down to." Two titles, either the Blue Hysteria or something the committee thought you should hear. And I was like, oh, something the committee thought you should hear. That's such a great name. That's such a non-reostatics name for an album. Like, you know, introducing happiness and Melville and and blue and, and whale music. Like these are all very poetic sort of titles that the, that they've put out so far. And I was like, you've got to name it. Something the committee thought you should hear. It's just so it's so not you you know but then yeah. lo and behold it came out and it was called blue hysteria and i was like oh well that's still a good name but the track the track on the record of me just making noise that's a that pre that sort of is the um prologue to the actual song i'm on they they named that track something the committee thought you should hear as a, as a little nod to my that i wanted to uh, that i thought that's what the album should be called oh, and of course i'm and then, of course, I'm on the song called "Fat," which is a great, a great song, one of Dave's songs. So, yeah, that's another. 
proud moment of mine that I'm actually on a on a Rio's record as well. So, so, um, so the next thing I want to play is from when we were uh, in Vancouver on tour. But I don't think it's this tour, is it? Is it this no, tour? No, it would. No, we. It would have been on our tour that we drove across. Like our first, So this would have been now February of '97. So our next time in Vancouver when we're actually touring with, um, well, at least partially with, with, with the freak show. Right. This is our February 97 tour that we ended up in, in Vancouver and, and, um, and appearing on the college radio stations. Right. So we got on and we got on uh, CITR, which is, and Nardwar, the human serviette has his show. He invites us on. So, uh, we ended up going on the show and playing, I think, about six or seven songs. So we played at the beginning, and then there's this total madness interview in the middle. And then we try to play some more, but then Nardwar is yelling, and then we do play more. So I'll play a little bit of this. This is um, from the middle, and then we'll try and find a little bit of a song to play as well. But just to show you, the, you know, like Nardwar's been Nardwar for a long time, but he was a little... Here's the madness of Nardwar. So let's check this out. Uh, you know, I don't want to give up my sources, you know. No good DJ likes to reveal his uh, his secret uh, formulas, you know. And you were DJ Tyler of Farm Fresh. No, yes. DJ Tyler of Farm Fresh. I understand you're quite a dancer when you were little. When I was little? Yeah, when you were little. My pop actually used to call me Jigs when I was smaller. So you were a dancer. You were a dancer. Yes. You have quite a David Byrne style of dancing. <laughs> it can tell you that. You're you're a dancer. You're yeah. a dancer. Yeah, I was a big uh, Talking Heads fan, so I used to I used to do like the the, uh, the the crazy chicken and things like that, wear giant suits and things when I was like in uh, grade nine. But you're the dancer and you're the DJ, so that doesn't really make sense, does it? Like, I mean, wouldn't you be the like when you be the rapper would be the dancer? Like, you're being restricted behind your turntable here. If you are the one with the skills, he has mad skills, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I just took the back seat, you know. You know, just every once. I've been dancing for all these years and decided, you know, I'll just give the other boys a chance for the limelight, you know. And the, you, Farm Fresh, you've been on tour. Can't, what have you been? Where have you been going? You're here in Vancouver, BC, Canada. You have a gig tonight at the gate. This is Farm Fresh. But where have you out? What, what's going on? Where have you been playing? Uh, yesterday we were in Victoria, and the day before that in Calgary at this at this funny place. It's like a, it's like a restaurant more than anything else. But it had virtual golf and uh, fish and aquariums and things like that. Who has come to the gigs? And who do people think you are? Do they think you're Hip Club Groove or something? Or what? What is <laughs> like? What, how, uh, who's been coming out? Who's been organizing the gigs? What's been going on? Rod, who's been organizing the gigs? Rod has been, I guess. Yeah, just uh, people come to the gigs are people who who uh, are used to be from Brandon but are now <laughs> living in Victoria. Well, or that's Calgary. good. You have a draw there, and yeah. this is Farm Fresh here again, live on an Ardwar Human Superhit Radio Show. And you're going to be playing some more tunes as well. You're live on an Ardwar Human Superhit Radio Show, but you guys, you don't really look too well. You're not wearing baseball caps. Thank you. Do you ever wear baseball hats? Do you ever wear baseball hats? When I play baseball, I do. That's great. You have rap influence style music and you don't wear baseball hats. They You're breaking headaches. a styley there. You're very smooth, you guys, aren't you? You're very smooth. That's the idea of that's and there that's about there's 20 minutes of that. It's just all madness. And then we decide he's like play some more and yeah. he go, okay, I'll try to try to find when we try to pl play this song. It's too bad because there's this set that we did, the set we were doing in, in early 97 had all these other songs that we never demoed, we never recorded, 
Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the end of Farm Fresh. So the only place we have recordings of these songs is when we did it live on for Nardwar. And this is a song that we played live for a bit that was pretty good, but unfortunately Nardwar completely ruins it. I'll just play a little bit. I have to repeat myself. Fisher. I have to repeat myself. I have to repeat. Can you guys join in so I know what's oh, going yes. on here? Thanks, Nardwar. For okay, this is this is Farm <laughs> Fresh, really live. We're, these are not turn. This is a turn Classify me. I'll classify you back. But no, where's I gotta repeat myself? Hold on. Where's I gotta repeat myself? Where's I gotta repeat myself? I gotta repeat myself. I gotta repeat myself. I gotta. I have to repeat myself. Yeah, I have to repeat myself. This Farm Fresh live on CITR Radio. They really are live. They really are live. I have to repeat myself. I have. I thought you were going to kick into that. Where's I have to repeat myself? I'm talking over top of you guys. Yes. Where's I have to repeat myself? I thought you wanted us to go into the next song. No, I wanted that you guys to sing with me. Please, Farm Fresh. Like I have to repeat. I have to repeat. Like I have to repeat. Like I have to repeat. Like I have to repeat. I love this. I have to repeat. I have to repeat. I have to repeat. Like I have to repeat. Thank you. This is Farm Fresh live on CNN Radio. Do some more songs. I'll leave the room now. Taking off. Okay, well, we'll just let this song play through. <laughs> well, well, since this is well, right now, I'm far fresh. Do do the loop, do do do. Okay, now you have some time to do one of these four more songs. Now, thank you. Thanks, Nardo. Thank you. This is Farm Fresh live on CITR Radio playing tonight. You want to wrap like Add to the listeners out there in Radio Land, Farm Fresh. Any other info you want to give to listeners? I heard you're a good freestyler. Oh, I think I just proved to listeners that I am not. <laughs> so thank you, Farm Fresh. This is Farm Fresh. Thanks, Nardwar. Thank you, Nardwar. <laughs> Keep reminding them they're playing live. They're live. playing live. Live. It's not a recording. Yo, Nardwar leaves the room. So what's up? Yo, I bring doom impending. Where the beat comes in, never pretending. This shit just comes to your head like mending your pants like a ham. Grab this microphone, show them that. Time to ask yourself down. where you at. What's up with that? What's up with just that? how'd you think I would react uh. when you try to pigeonhole me or scold me like you screw me? Like I thought of ideas, it's clear you cannot fool me. With just a two dimensional view, time for a few new thought patterns over to you. Cause it's true, common sense just ain't common. I'm harming and there's no defense from my bombing. Oh. The truth hurts, cover up insecurities with dress shirts. Down deep it's impurities. I got a few of these minds to speak, so I'm choosing these words with the best techniques. You write me off like you're claiming insurance. That's lousy inference. You think I'm just a rap kid with no depth. It's you who hit rock bottom due to the fact that you slept. A pact was kept, a family tradition. Involving treating all others with suspicion And now your mission, if it's not impossible Is to stop the bull, bro, because you are not alone Different types of folks around are infinite You shouldn't stop thinking cause you're sick of it Or else you get no respect cause you're minuscule And you could be the object of my ridicule Classify me, I classify you back Classify me, I classify you back When you judge on the quick, use a mental derelict of vagrant Coming with the foul that's flagrant Classify me, I classify you back Classify me, I classify you back Cause when you judge on the quick, use a mental derelict of vagrant Coming with the foul that's flagrant Burn dancing, I wonder. Must have been Ken, man. <laughs> That's the idea. Uh, yeah, you know. forgot that. It's a good song too. Yeah, it was called Classified, but we never recorded it, and uh, 
And that yeah. would be the only possible recording except Nardwar wanted to hear. So we did the earlier, I guess, part of the set was me doing that little I Have to Repeat song, which was a little half yeah. song that ended yeah. up being on, um, I did demo and ended up being on uh, Played Out. But um, yeah, I guess he took to that song for some reason. But then, yeah, it was just, that's how it was. And so um, he he uh, did his Nardwar trick where he tricked you into knowing more about us than he, than we thought he would where he knew about your dancing history because of because Ken was there I believe right yeah there's a there's a BMXer from from Brandon named Ken Paul who was a photographer for disc Discorder magazine which was the magazine that was run out of the radio station the newspaper and so I guess uh, I guess Ken reached out to Stefan Goulet the former skate owner um, Skate Skates, uh, who's also a former brand and I, and Stefan just dropped a bunch of trivial tidbits on, on Ken that he relayed to Nardwar. I, I, I mean, we knew who Nardwar was. He, we must have just known who he was through, he must have been on Much Music at that time. Yeah. Um, at that point, even though he was still doing his radio station, we must have known who he was. He wasn't like... Yeah, I mean, we were, and we certainly knew that that was his thing that he did. Was like he had like these these like super deep, just super deep ways of getting to know, and even us, which was we were nobodies. He he had this science on me uh, that I was that I would dance like David Byrne um, on at Red Fisher concert on Red Stage with Red Fisher, or I can't remember what. Yeah, but. Right. Um, but Stefan was, was was sort of feeding Ken this knowledge, and Ken would would feed Nardwar this knowledge, and so we were all like, "Whoa, he did it to us too." Yeah, yeah. but Nardwar is so like Nardwar is such a unique, and he remembers everything because I did a commercial for Justin Trudeau. I produced a TV commercial for Justin Trudeau in whenever Justin was first um, running for prime minister. So what was that like? Maybe six years ago, something like that. Something yeah, yeah. Like maybe, yeah, maybe like 2015. Quite. Yeah, that'd be about right. 2015. So I was producing a commercial where we were following a couple of things, but part of it was we were following Justin Trudeau around and getting him doing these events. You know, talking mm-hmm. to people, talking. So we did an event on top of uh, for the city of Vancouver City Hall, and Nardwar was there, and Nardwar was there to, and he Nardwar talks at the press conference, and he's like. Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, will you do this? Like the the interview that there is an interview. It's on YouTube for Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau and Nardwar. But anyway, so then I go up to Nardwar and I'm like, hey, nice to see you. I I met you, uh, you know, like I met you almost 20 years ago. And you interviewed my group, um, Farm Fresh, and in at CITR. He goes, yes. Yes, you're McEnroe, Peanuts and Corn Records. I know all about you guys. And like that, the last time I saw Narwar before that was on that tour in 1997. And he still was like, yes, I remember the dancing, this and that. Like that's that's who Nar, you know, that's who Narwar is, is he remembers everything about everyone. Like the second time I was interviewed by him was when Co-op and I were touring across Canada on the Hockey versus Rap tour. Yeah. Which was, you know, we, our whole marketing angle of that tour is that we were actually appearing on like talk radio across the country and getting radio we were actually getting a lot of press because our we were, we had this like thesis argument that that hockey was a worse influence on 
kids than rap music. Yeah. And we were, you know, and, and we were getting lots of press, of course. We were basically just trolling people, but people were <laughs> into it, right? And so Nardwar interviewed me about it. Uh, it was a it was a phoner interview. I guess it was even this would have been like maybe 2009, 2010. Um, so a few years before you saw him, but certainly um, you know at least a dozen years yeah. after he interviewed us in person. And and he was like he was like why you know he was basically challenging me on the argument, and I was feeding him. I was just feeding him all my sort of troll lines about about uh, and he's like. He's like, you know, McEnroe was a big Vancouver Canucks fan. And how can you, you know, what do you say to that? If that, if your friend <laughs> McEnroe is a big Vancouver Canucks, you know, he just knew even like this would have been, yeah, like I said, years before you, you bumped into him again at that Justin Trudeau shoot that he, he was up on your fandom of, of the Vancouver Canucks. And I remember how, how, how bad you had it for the Canucks back then. You were, you were, you were so stressed watching their hockey games and, and he was like, Snoop Dogg takes his kids to uh, Los Angeles Kings games now, you know. And he had all this like <laughs> ammunition for us to. Uh, but yeah, funny that he dropped. He dropped. He tried to use you against me in, in that in that uh, debate of. I shut down of, your uh, whole tour because I'm a Canucks fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously a Canadian original and a gem, and. Uh, pretty genuine if you you know for his persona he sticks to it so oh and a, a huge and, and a huge and a huge champion of independent music and and just oh, yeah. like just and uh and even though like even though his 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 fame has gotten him pretty mega interviews you know for and whoever else and yeah. he's still just such a he's just so locked into the independent certainly the canadian independent music scene and and I'm not surprised he still is still up on what everybody else is, is everybody doing. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And and you know it's it's a real feather in our cap that we got interviewed by him that long, like you know, 20, oh yeah, twenty three twenty three years ago. Yeah, twenty four years ago. The post the whole thing one of these days. Um, all right, so I want to get into because we did a we did a podcast already, but I never really got to to focus on. Uh, your other project that you did all those years in uh, in Winnipeg, like after Farm Fresh, lots happened, you know, which we went into. It's like fermented reptile starts, park leg setting starts, you're the DJ for everybody, all that. But we never really got into um, the Hummers and how you're also um, a member of that group and, and an important member. And like, and so let's talk about that a little bit. Like, I remember. Um, you know, you're starting to work with them, and I don't know exactly when, but what can you tell me about uh, meeting up with the Hummers and becoming a member? Well, after that Reostatics Trans Jam, I just love jamming with live bands <laughs> so much. <laughs> I actually remember the first time I jammed with the Hummers, which was a, sh- which would have been. It was still around Farm Fresh time because, but it was near the near the end. Yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this that we we were we played two shows in one night. We opened for Propagandi mm. um, at Le Rendezvous, and um, it was a short set. And my gear, our second set of the night was at the West End Cultural Center, and the West and. Um, so my gear was already set up at the West End. We had sound checked, and so we just went to um, 
Le Rendezvous and played in front of a thousand people because it was a prop show at Le Rendezvous. So whatever the capacity is there, it's, it was packed front to back, side to side. Yeah. And we did like tw 20 minutes without, turn I was, I was just like a third hype man. You know, I was just had a mic and was hopping around on stage with the two of you and maybe, and maybe Arlene was playing drums with us or something like that. Um, but, um, like playing along to our, you know, we were playing off of a dat or something like that. But, yeah. And then we, then we rushed off and didn't, didn't watch prop play, but that was an incredible show. Massive. People I can't believe I forgot all about that. Yeah. And, uh, and then we rushed off and we went to the West end. And the Hummers, who were at this point only, this, I think this would have been 97, because like I said, it was right near the tail end of, 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 of Farm Fresh, so yeah. we didn't play play much beyond that. Um, we rush off and play um, the West End, and when we get there, uh, the Hummers are on stage, and the Hummers are a brand new group. This is, um, and um, the Hummers had a lot of lineup changes throughout the years, but the one certainly the one consistent member is joel clavercamp the, who was um who we were friends with already um, um yeah. through Skingerbread man yeah um i know that you you recorded with Skingerbread man um we want i think our farm first second show ever was was um in it's not ever but second show ever in winnipeg after our infamous albert show was was uh, playing with Skingerbread man at the junkyard right um, Right. Um, that was our second ever Winnipeg show, and so you know we were old friends with with um, with Gingerbread Men, um, and so we show up on stage. We're at the wings. My gear is on stage already, and Joel just does what Joel does, which is like he just loves music and he loves performing, and he loves chanting and playing so much that he's like, "Come on out!" And so I joined the Hummers on stage, and that was the first time I ever played with the Hummers, and. Um, and then I sort of be, just became a member of the Hummers. And um, at that point, it would have been like Mark Hefner on keyboards, who was an unbelievably talented keyboard player, Craig Bearing, who um, we knew through, um, I guess at that time, he might have been uh, Tangle Shack. And then later on, he was in a group called the Vagiants. And I think maybe, a, I want to say Off the Wagon or something like that as well. He was in a lot of stuff. And then Matt Lawrence and, um, there was several drummers throughout the Christian Dugas. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was just sort of like um, the Hummers were sort of, I mean, if anybody's familiar with um, Moses Mays um, in, in the Winnipeg group, Moses Mays, we were sort of the precursor to that, which we were just, you know, instrumental funk music, I suppose. Uh, but I guess I would say that I would like to think that we were a bit more, um, uh, our tastes were a bit more sophisticated than just just, just funk music. I think, you know, we were influenced a lot by krautrock rock and um, and Afro Afrobeat and dub and reggae and not and not just um, and not just uh, four on the floor funk music. But um, but yeah, we did. I I played with them. I guess from '97 until 2006. Yeah, so nine nine years I was with them, and we recorded. Four or, four or five albums at least and we were pretty pretty popular i mean i remember we would play every uh, every every halloween and every new year's eve the pyramid in the late 90s and early 2000s and it was always always packed and always a big a big party and what was interesting yeah. was the live setup you know with you have all that and then they decided to put you in the 
you're, weren't you front and center? Like it was like the DJ yeah. was in the middle, and you yeah. were the guy yeah. who was introducing everyone. I, I, I was, I was the lead, the front man. Yeah, which was interesting because you know, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, as I even mentioned to the hardware in that interview, I took a made a conscious decision to to uh, you know take a back, take a back seat. But but um, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, my my per, my front man persona in the Hummers was very was pretty paradoxical where I was like always dancing, always, um, always moving and like front and center. But then when it came to talk on the microphone, I, that's where I sort of developed my sort of Bob Newhart stuttery <laughs> neurotic sort of personality, really super deadpan, um, stuttery sort of but then when it came time to, for the song to start, then I would just start, start, start dancing and, um, um, uh, yeah. And then, and then as far as like, yeah, I, yeah. And I guess as far as like music, like, like around that time, everybody wanted me to jam with them. Everybody, everybody, you know, um, I think everyone from Lori, you remember when we jammed with Lori Yates? Remember that in Toronto when when like Bonnie Fedro, the 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 Warner rep who was like sort of courting us at the time, was taking us around to different shows, and we show up at this. It was during Canadian Music Week, and we show up at a a Laurie Yates who was like a country singer. Okay. Um, we show up at this uh, this this showcase that she's playing at this at this smaller room, but it was packed, and during their set like their set had started and I'm, I'm i'm not sure how i'm coerced into this but i'm like they want to jam with the dj so i'm like setting up one turntable and my mixer on side stage while they're still doing like like not like actually on stage but like but off to the side while they're playing their set and then and you <laughs> and patrick are in the audience and so so okay song song's over and and then I sort of give myself a little test, to, a little look a look to see if uh, you know I'm, I'm sending a signal, and I I sort of yell out to the to the um, kids, to you and Pat, uh, Pat out in the crowd. I said, Just, can you can you hear that? And somebody sitting right in front of me says, sounds good. And I say to the guy, nobody asked you. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I, th I thought I was being funny, but I just I said, I said, nobody asked you. And uh, I, I guess I just thought I was being funny. And if you know me, yeah, it would be funny. But he didn't know me. So I think he was quite offended. And anyways, and then so I'm fucking jamming with Lori Yates in this weird <laughs> bar. Anyways, everybody wanted to jam with us. They were like, well, all you got to do is come up on and do, do, you know, do your thing. Do, do your that's everybody everybody who's ever wanted to jam with the dj was like just do your just do that just do that and i was like fuck i know i know you know I, i'm sure we talked about this last in the last podcast where i was like i was never sat i was never wanted to just scratch i always had to have something you know yeah. and so my role in the hummers was always to find a part that was never just a scratch it was always a part that was like you know if i was going to be the lead if I was going to be the front person, then I was going to take on the role of a vocalist, and, and not, if not literally, then at least in the samples I chose to right. to use, I wanted to.
find vocal samples that were in the key that, you know, or at least the best I could find, you know, or a horn part or a part that, you know, that, that wasn't, that wasn't in the band, you know, there was a horn player in the band, but, uh, but uh, you know what I mean? I was just trying to find a part that, that I wasn't just yeah. wanking. I never wanted to just wank. Yeah. And whenever somebody asked me to jam with them, they were, I think they were all there, always just expecting me to wank. And I never ever just wanted to wank. So I was always, so the, my, my, um, my sort of goal in the Hummers was to always just find a, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it, we got better, I think. And I think we got better as, 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 as the records got made, we got, we got better at sounding. Um, we got closer to what I think we ultimately wanted to sound like as, as things went on. Well, let's play a song. Um, I'm just looking at Lori Yates' bio. You're not in it, I'm sorry, but it's uh, tripping me out, though. But uh, let's play uh, the Hummer's song. This song's called Forever Dub. This is from, I guess, the last album. The last, the last record. Called yeah. Mo- Modern Entrance. Did you Were you more involved as the records went on? It seemed to me you were more involved in the production as as the group progressed. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think later on I was more involved. And because... Uh, I was more, I was being more considered, or I was on the ground, I was in on the ground floor, whereas in the first maybe few records, I was more like, just come in and add your parts. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, like if I want to add like a, you know, an extra rhythm track, I'm going to have to basically just ride that beat along with what you've already done. Whereas if, if I'm, you know, if I lay that track down first, um, you can play along with it, like a click track, right? As opposed to me just having to like beat match it in real time over over what you've already recorded. So like, I think as the records went along, I think I was just in, I was more in on the ground floor of, yeah. of the recording process is, is I would how, how I describe it. And so I think the last, the, the, the fourth and fifth records, Save the Jets and then this modern entrance record are, are my favorites because they're the ones that I feel like we were really hitting in terms of what I was, what I was, how I was involved. Let's Which play of the course song. Made, made, it, made, it, made it, yeah, let's just play the song. All right, so this is called Forever Dub from, this is the Hummers.
I haven't listened to that uh, Hummers album in a long, long time, but it's online if anyone wants to check it out. The Hummers <laughs> called Modern Entrance, and so, most of the albums, if not all of them, are online. Yeah, all, I think on they all the streaming are all services. streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Modern Entrance, yeah. Save the Jets, and then there's a, there's a bunch that are called Listen in different languages. Yeah, yeah. Listen in, in Ukrainian, listen in... Yeah, I don't know. There's all... There's three of them in three languages, yeah. Yeah, and there were all those first three. They we didn't bother naming the songs. They just track one, two, three, four. But in the last two, and Save the Jets and um, and uh, Modern Entrance, we, we bothered naming the tracks. Uh, it's funny I picked that one because actually there's someone actually singing or at least doing vocals on that. Um, uh, the the final incarnation there of the Hummers. That's um, Mike Germain on keyboards, and and he just happened to be improvising some vocals on that song. Uh, Mike Tremaine, of course, from classic Winnipeg bands, band from Atlantis, and uh, dope, Mickey dope Moto, band. Dope yeah, band, band, yeah. B-A-N-N-E-D, from Atlantis. Um, he was our keyboard player in that final incarnation, and uh, I forgot that he, that he, uh, that he sort of improvises some vocals on that. But of course, the vocals that I con- contribute are the, are the are the sampled vocals. I guess I wanted to show you that as an example, that's what I meant is that I would, I would try to find, I would try to find actual vocal parts to use on these songs and, and that, that were, that were musical and not just, not just wanking. So, right. Down playing the scratchy scratchy and not playing the, the musical stuff. So sort of my MO. Cool. Yeah. We got to play lots of shows. We, we uh, toured a bunch. We played some big festivals and, um yeah it was a good 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 group of good 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 times good lot of a lot of fun shows with that with that group i know that you played you know you could play a you're a good festival band where you could just if you played to humans that were interested in having you know moving and dancing that that you would uh, win them over pretty quickly yes yeah we would uh yeah exactly we played you know we would play calgary folk festival we played um Parliament Hill and on the at Millennium of the year 2000 there and um, we played Winnipeg Folk Festival and um, Regina Folk Festival. We played lots of festivals and yeah, exactly. Within a couple songs, people were just like, "Oh, we get it." And and that. Uh, and then of course the, the 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 band like Joel and and uh, and, the, and the players they just loved jamming so much they were just like a they just love playing with so i mean they would off so in these in these festival scenarios you often get put together in workshops which are essentially just like um you're gonna be on stage with this band and this band and this band and and they just hate that shit up they just loved it so much i remember we <laughs> in calgary we played with we were on stage with squirrel nut squirrel nut and zippers which 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 was um uh, Andrew Bird's band, who of course we, we were all fans of, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they just love to jam. They just love to jam to their to their you know to their to the detriment of the band. Sometimes we got ourselves into quite quite frustrating scenarios because it's just like yeah, man, we'll just we'll just jam. It's like we're not getting paid for this gig. Yeah, but we'll just we'll just jam. You know, it'll be fun. <laughs> but we get to jam. We get to jam. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> But shouldn't we just go home because we're not getting paid? Yeah, but we get the channel. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Let's yeah. 
So when we started setting up this um, finale podcast, we kind of wanted to do just some favorite songs or some other songs that hadn't mm. been highlighted. Um, so we'll kind of go back and forth here, but uh, I was going to play this one because uh, just because it's a song that I wanted to talk about the recording of it. This is a song called No Room for Subtlety, which is off of John Smith's Blunderbuss. And um, the reason... I was thinking because um, pretty much every time I do an album with Joe, we do like X number of songs and he always wants to do one more song after we've finished recording. And it's like, okay. So, um, you know, more recently, we've just figured out a way to record it properly. But on this one, it was like, okay, well, you've left because he'd come out to Vancouver to record this album, but we didn't record this song. And so it's like, okay, why don't we just record it on the phone? So... We ended up doing this song together. It's um, it's John Smith and McEnroe, and uh, so he recorded it over the phone from Winnipeg, and so then I did the same, so it would all sound the same, even though I just am recording myself on the phone in, in, in the, the same in room, the same right? Room building. Yeah. yeah. So let's check this out. This is no room for subtlety from uh, Blunderbuss. Okay. 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 So much fun. I want it all. Yeah. I want it all but in American dollars too. A studio state of the art and in a room with a view. So call me on the cell and if I ain't answering then I'm probably out shopping for the next big thing because the goal is to take it all, collect every electronic device that was ever invented until I hit the ceiling. You know the feeling with the limit on your credit card exceeded and you want it but don't need it means Buckle down and sell some records Forget the fans and the critics Do it for the bill collected So if my latest record seems rushed At least I have the plush new sofa And the toilet with the infrared flush You might ask who is this hopeless dork Who didn't one shift the focus to the required I'm the dopest dopest like I was supposed to By now you should have noticed The way I do like my hat and view Is slightly askew Rightly, I exude the standard sports swagger in the downtown banter when I'm strangling the beer that has me looking haggard. Elsewhere, I'm the bastard son who locks the stall door and pisses alone. Disowned is a media fan, started dissing his own. I've learned to curb the lipping off until my gift is grown. Smithness, the misfit, aka Joey Ramon. Off the hook like coats in a heap or dropping a verse for Mac and Roll on the phone. Johnny, throw me that money bag. Fast food, learned about the selling So when you're ordering yourself a copy of the park-like setting I'm like, do you want a Mac and roll with that or a fermented reptile? The fact is that his collection is incomplete without the whole catalog And if you do not own it all, I'm not doing my job It's like shark-infested waters at my merchandise table And I won't trade my vinyl for your two-song demo Cash only Come on It's a dub CDK tape with a laser print cover. I can't do anything with that. Hey, buy our stuff. Make, make us rich. We'll never charge you 20 bucks for a CDR. Buy our stuff. Make us rich. Yo, I got a nice one, but John Smith needs a car. Buy our stuff. Make us rich. We want it all. Cash money and Tommy Hunter fame. Buy our stuff. Make us rich. The dude's page of vice and the cover of exclaim. Hey, yo, buy our stuff so we can stack Miss Vicky's chips. Enter the thrift shop and exit freshly dipped in 
diamonds and pink stripes I wanna hit the road with Iranian hash and pipes A license tips get at the wheel trading verses with rough over twin heights Mac and roll lounge in like he should be Airbrush rubber gut jeans and break bed hoodies Visit T dot 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 And blow up these spot with birds Play up pumps so far and hope I don't catch a beat down from the circle jerk all stars All we are is a pack of prairie dogs Hoping you'll make us rich so we can quit this shitty job Beyond crunch time, I sold another copy so it's lunch time Even as I promise to pay myself back and stay honest Cause the core cannot afford to buy me dinner Maybe a burger on occasion In celebration of a new release Now I can think of at least a thousand Things to spend the money on Better than my stomach for example for equipment is the killer every time I make a shipment or maybe run another cynical ad filled with inside jokes about stuff we wish we had like this song for example yeah buy our stuff make, make us rich we'll never charge you 20 bucks for a CDR buy our stuff make us rich McEnroe got a nice one but John Smith needs a car buy our stuff Make us rich We want it all y'all Cash Tommy Hunter fame Buy our stuff Make us rich The dudes page of vice And the cover of explain Yeah buy our shit And that my friend Is that the core baby Break bread family John Smith Back and roll Honey cut Rough the druid Tippy be skid All them badass dudes Help us get rich So I can have a whole wardrobe Of mint and pink baby Mint Julep coming through in the 2001 Better watch out for Mr. Pinkish coming through in 2002 Right up behind you No Room for Subtlety. That's John Smith featuring McEnroe. I remember being, uh, I, I, I didn't buy, I don't, I didn't write that hook. I'm pretty sure it was, it was Smitty. Yeah. Sounds like a Smitty. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have name dropped Tommy Hunter. Well, that Maybe too. That's, that's more, more his, more his, his, his line. <laughs> but also yeah. I remember just being like, this is really, you know, being someone who has always, you know, we were always trying to sell our records, but we were never like buy our shit. We never said that. So it was very direct. It was a little a little more direct than I was comfortable with, but you know, didn't matter in the end. But I remember it being a little bit, uh, right, uh, yeah, a little reserved about it. But it was also sardonic. Like I mean, yes. obviously, like total. Like, um, and I think people understood that. And did the two of you perform that song live once maybe, or twice? Maybe once. Maybe once, like when we did the release party, maybe or something, but yeah. not much. It's one of those I mean, album cuts that just sort of, you know. Yeah, because I mean, it's obviously a song I can imagine. I, I feel like I can recall doing it live in, uh, I don't know, the embassy in London, Ontario, or something like that, where you're like, just literally just, you know, point, pointing to the merch table and being like, buy our stuff. You know? Yeah, 
and people remember remember that being a good room for us to sell stuff. No, the, no question. Is the embassy in London? Smitty was really into uh, pastels, eh? Mint. He called himself Mint Julep, and then his future name was going to be Mister Pink. Mister Pink. Yes, <laughs> that's She's right. Just really, I guess it was all the, that uh, golf golf attire he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. He had a style from the get-go, man. Knew who he was. It was always a different. I mean, yeah, he went through his style phases. I mean, uh, yeah. within, with I mean, when he first started rapping with with uh, with us in the late nineties, he was uh, in the park. Like he was very much in, into his golf, his his golf caps and plaid pants and and uh, polo shirts and and then uh, and then within a couple of years, he was. He was wearing gigantic uh, sweat matching sweatsuits and and uh, yeah he had, it definitely had his his he definitely was a uh, you know um, sartorial but uh, but um, but you know very the the pendulum swung that's for sure right. definitely definitely went from one 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 phase to another like we all did when we were younger you know I guess you're right yeah. Yeah. It's easy to forget that right. he, he he was quite a bit younger than us when we when we were that age we were you know you were ordering uh, or ordering whatever they would sell from behind the post office basically like <laughs> yeah, you just know sending him a hundred dollars cash send him hundred dollars and he'd send you the biggest <laughs> pants that no one would buy and the biggest shirts that no one would buy and you guys and, and Pip and, and I would just divvy them up you would and love it and be like yeah. yeah totally but yeah but yet uh, I was looking at that um, <laughs> I was looking recently looking at the picture of uh, of um, Nardwar and I like there was photos taken from that photo yes. from that radio show and Nardwar and I were essentially wearing the same clothes <laughs> uh, which is a, a, pl- a blue plaid shirt and, and you know presumably blue jeans and it's basically what I wore today you know like my yeah. my outfit my clothes have not changed that much I mean I did go through some wacky phases where I needed to dress dress weird uh, but you know I've, I've definitely found my lane again and it was pretty much what I was wearing 25 <laughs> years ago which is dressing like Mike Watt from, from I was going to say from, you, you from look like, you dress like someone like fryer hose yeah yeah just flying the flannel man I have, I have been for the last since the early 90s so All right, with a few with a few detours of uh, wearing cross colors and yeah like and we, fresh jive yeah exactly um all right, I want to play this next song because I wanted to play this song because of to do a little circle back of the this is a, a song that has a big David Byrne Talking Heads influence. So that's why I wanted to play it because I knew we would be talking a little bit about David Byrne and, and our influences because of the Nardwar interview. And mm-hmm. then you kind of are like, well, also the fact that the song's called Blind. <laughs> is an even yeah. more obvious thing which i wasn't even thinking about so let's play this song um and then let's get into it so this is blind this song is by bird of prey from get it done and uh i basically bit the hook from talking heads and a song i think it's also called blind is it i can't yeah, remember yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah this is the that's that hook so let's check this out And rapping and rhyming is the only thing going that I'm actively trying Take a deep breath to find serenity Fly so hard that I blind my enemies I close my eyes, these years disappear Back to when 
I found a couple tabs in my beard Back to when I'm quick to put a foot in your rear Back when I'm mocked like you shouldn't appear Closing my eyes makes it all better Or taking a deep breath lets go the pressure I just ain't feeling it at all I'm bored with trying to record shit Trying to force it This style of music, it's hard to endorse it The lifestyle I need, I just can't afford it My eyes are closed to create what you call rhymes Breathe deep and I'm the greatest of all time Blind baby, blind to the facts Ignorance is bliss, I find I'm relaxed Sure, I want my piece of the cake But I feel better off when I'm not awake I'm blind baby, blind to the facts Ignorance is bliss, I find I'm relaxed Sure, I want my piece of the cake But I feel better off when I'm not awake Blind Fell victim to the Sandman, Rip Van Winkle. Life feels hell and dry. REM state to a CHR lullaby. I close my eyes, they ain't gon' open. The things I think of don't go unspoken. The circle of life remains unbroken. I get women like salt in the ocean. I say shit, this shouldn't be ignored. Wouldn't be before, now it's pussy galore like a wet dream. Part of the scheme, ain't a motherfucking rapper harder than me. Motherfuckers are luncheon, hunching a clock. I close my eyes, they got nothing to talk. I'm not a criminal ducking the cops, just another dumb fuck still stuck on my block. I'm blind, baby, blind to the facts. Ignorance is bliss, I find I'm relaxed. Sure, I want my piece of the cake, but I feel better off when I'm not awake. I'm blind, baby, blind to the facts. Ignorance is bliss, I find I'm relaxed. Sure, I want my piece of the cake, but I feel better off when I'm not awake. Blind.
I don't know why I didn't take a decongestant before recording those vocals, but whatever. Sometimes you do, sometimes that's where the magic comes from. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously you pitched that, that, I mean, Bird wrote the hook where he interpolates the Flavor Flav line. Yes. Line, baby, blind from the facts. And then you were like, I've got this idea. I want to drop this. this. I want to interpolate this talking heads chorus on this part yeah and he let me and he let me do it he probably wasn't because that's that's like if anybody's a talking heads fan that's like uh from their final album like a like 19 like from naked which is like 1988 maybe 1989 and it's like um, maybe bird didn't even really know i don't think many people are people who are talking heads fans probably don't even really know that record so well i mean i mean we knew it because it was like pretty ubiquitous on Talking Heads were ubiquitous on, on much music at that time. Like we were, we were in junior high, and we were like, "Oh, there, there, now here's the video for, for and she was, and here's the video for Road to Nowhere, and now here's the new album, and here's the video for Blind, and here's the video for Nothing But Flowers." Like they, they were on, they were in regular rotation. So that's that's how we became fans of Talking Heads because we were just, you know, glued to much music and whatever wow. they. Whatever that was weird was on was we were into, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I know that you gave me. You said like, check this out, this Talking Heads Naked album, mm-hmm. and and that was my introduction to to Talking Heads. So I don't even know that I that I got it from much music like like you say. Sure. I think I just got it from you. I mean, I guess and that's I listened, where I got it from. Yeah, I listened to to the Naked album and loved it, and then you know went back and I think yeah. the next thing you gave me was like Stop Making Sense or something, but um. But uh, I still love the Naked album because it's like the first one that I really got sure. used to. Yeah, I mean, like and a, that was the—I mean, that was the one. I mean, yeah, it's it's their last album, and I think, as far as I know, it's the one album, Talking Heads album, that I like anticipated. You know, it's like there's a new Talking Heads album coming out because right. everything else prior to that was like I sort of had to catch up on. You know, because but you know, I caught up on them between. Um, little creatures and and i guess i guess naked would have been the last one but it's like you know it was a big deal like oh there's some time it's gonna end up being the last one and and i don't think a lot of people are you know people who are working backwards and retroactively and digging for talking heads are probably going to like you know yeah talking at 77 or whatever and 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 all that all that old shit but uh, we were like in the in the thick of it too in the late 80s there where we were like oh there's this new Talking Heads record is so good um, well it's the same thing with the because I think I got put onto the Smiths with Strange Ways Here I, Here We Come which is their mm-hmm. last album and very similar not I mean not considered a classic I don't think similar to how Naked's not considered a classic but if you were there it's like yeah we were we were we were we were we were discovering them in real time like we were discovering but, but at the end yeah yeah, but at the end, but still, and so you know, in a sense, it was sort of more like genuine, I suppose, as opposed to um, as opposed to like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, where you can sort of look at their whole current timeline and sort of cherry pick where you want to start. We were just like, oh, this is what's coming, this is what's out now, and we were dating it. And, uh, and uh, they had a video for Blind, and um, it was really really cool video. If I remember, like it was sort of a stand up of like. I mean, it must have been '88 because there was a presidential election going on at that time, and and it was a send-up of sort of politics because there was like this um, a monkey wrench that was like uh, 
politician behind a podium and it was like spitting saliva and it was like you know it was like a puppet made out of a monkey wrench that was sort of like doing doing the mouthing the words to the song and it was a really cool cool video um so the song's called blind and then you're like then we could talk about and so let's talk about <laughs> the big inspiration as far as you mentioned you know you've got uh, a mixtape in the works and things like that yeah so i mean i've i've been lose i've lost some of my vision in the past year and a half i would say most of my vision I've, i'm legally blind now in, in the past i guess in the past uh started happening about a year and a half ago and, and it's sort of plateaued now and it sort of it's uh, sort of started to you know last year i was quite depressed by it because i wasn't sure what was going on and maybe at the beginning of this year i sort of learned that i have this rare disease called Libra's hereditary optic neuropathy in conjunction with multiple sclerosis so the two of them are what's causing me to lose my vision and but so i've been thinking about like making art while blind and i have this idea that um i've been compiling these um these these blind songs to make a, a blind mixtape um you know and the talking heads blind song is one of them and, uh, and um you know even the bird the bird song of course you know putting those back to back would be pretty would be pretty pretty significant or like um you know miss me miss you blind by uh culture club which is a dope jam and uh, dope jam um what else would be on there uh, you can't see what i can see by heavy d um uh, blind alley by the by the uh, the emotions um and even just like songs that aren't necessarily like uh, right onto the darkness by curtis mayfield because i think the first couple lines of that song is i am blind yet i cannot see or something like that i think are the first couple lines of that of right onto the darkness by curtis mayfield so i'm working on this this mix of 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 blind songs but uh, god damn it if the if the technology isn't uh, accessible so you know trying to actually make a make a multi-track mixtape these days is very difficult for me because ableton live is not uh, yeah, it's not accessible, you know. So anybody out there who know, knows an accessible DAW, uh, get at me because Ableton is not accessible. You can't, uh, you can't use voiceover technology, you know, to like. And any of you who've used Ableton Live know that that font on that, on that uh, program is like six point font, and it's just impossible to to right. use if you unless unless you can as you can see so so it's slow going for me as uh needless to say but uh but um but uh you know i've i've found other musical outlets uh you know i've 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 i've, I've found other other ways to express myself musically even if i can't but the, but the goal is to is to do this this mega mega blind mixtape using using uh using that talking heads jam for sure i'm just looking up there was a group do you remember the Odd Squad? The Odd Squad. Yeah, yeah. I can't see it, Joe. The the the, the one of their rappers was blind. Yeah. Right. The 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 rapper was blind. Yeah. That's um, what uh, Devin the Dude's old group. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, they were on rap a lot, and they had a song called "I Can't See It, Joe." And yeah, the, their their head their rapper was blind. I can't remember his name. And then, that's a good one. I'll add that to the list. But then, because I remember getting and then hearing the whole thing, and it was like it was really 
a lot of sex rhymes and stuff like that. But, yeah, but yeah. the but the can't see it was like more of a straight up. It, it didn't, yeah, it had the John Clemmer loop, and it was really it was really dope. And um, and they had a video for that then. And yeah, I remember I remember Noski from Saskatoon had the whole record. That's where, where I remember hearing it. But it was on rap a lot, and um, it was a hard record to find. It was it was cool that Joss had it. But um, but yeah, I remember not liking the whole record either. But, but I can't see a show was 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 cool and it was like you're watching the, the video on much music and you're like oh shit this guy literally can't see it yo because he's blind <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your other musical outlets uh i wanted to play a little couple snippets for our listeners if they're not following oh, you shit. on instagram yeah um you should be because you know you're a good follow i'd say you post interesting stuff and i'm biased obviously being your close friend but uh I'm an interesting guy. Uh, you're an interesting guy. You've always been. And uh, so it's DJ underscore Honeycut is who you should be following on Instagram. But this is the kind of stuff where you'll be, you'll see a guy, a slim guy, I'll say. You know, if you've seen older pictures of Honeycut, he's in very healthy shape right now, sitting down to a table and doing stuff like this. Let's check this out. This is DJ Honeycut off his Instagram. play the other one or the other recent one because i know you have some going back because this because we're putting people on to stuff they should be taking notes on all the stuff they should be listening to the hummers they should be listening to the odd squad they should be listening to talking heads last album the smith's last album and uh they should know nas new york state of mind a classic song from a classic album but uh here's something that uh you know is a totally amazing song that you're learning how to play on the piano so this is uh, what Force MDs or somebody? Who's this? Yeah, Force MDs. Yeah. This is Force yeah. MDs. Great tune. It, uh, maybe you got to be a certain age to have mellowed <laughs> out and accept that it's a great tune, but I accept it yeah. at this point. Hard to land on that final chord, man. I got takes takes a can't, I can't do it smoothly yet. That, <laughs> you don't want to fuck up that final chord because oh, it's man. just so it's just such a pretty chord. You don't you don't want to blow it. So That's better to song. take that extra second. You know, uh, um, I I I want to say, and maybe you can if you're if you're checking stuff out on the internet quick quickly. I want to say that that song is actually from the Crush Groove soundtrack. Um, and if anybody's never seen Crush Groove before, it's the it's um, 
it's the dramatization of the creation of uh, Def Jam Records. Um, uh, yeah, you're Blair, you are correct. It is from that soundtrack from Crush Groove. Um, from Crush Groove, and um, uh, Crush Groove is famous for uh, a lot of things. It's famous for um, Blair Underwood playing um, Russell Simmons' character, um, and the love interest is played by Sheila E. And um, Beastie Boys' first appearance in it, I think they do "She's on it" maybe at the one of the the Battle of the Bands uh, scenes. Um, the yeah, and then there's that love scene between Blair Underwood, who's playing Russell Simmons' character, and, and Sheila E. And they they play the tender love song during that scene. And the Fat Boys, of course, are sort of our our heroes in that. They're they're like the guys that we're we're cheering on. There's that great scene where like LL Cool J comes and like auditions for Rick Rubin plays himself. Rick Rubin plays himself, but Blair Underwood is playing of LA law fame, is playing uh, Russell Simmons' character. And they're in Rick Rubin's dorm room and they're like, LL Cool J playing himself shows up with his with his crew and they've got a, 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 beep, a, a, a boom box with them. And, um, and, uh, I like and, how you um, say Blair Underwood of L.A. Law fame. It's, it's 2020. <laughs> well, that's how I know him from. Well, what else do you know Blair Underwood from? Uh, I don't know exactly. from shit. And I've never seen Crush Groove. I thought Blair Underwood was actually on Sex in the City. So that's that's that'd be the favorite. I don't know. Maybe. I never watched Sex in the City. But, but Bello comes in, they're like, no, man, auditions are over. And then he just does this. He just says box and then they start the the beep and he does uh he does um he, he was on yeah. sex in the city yes hello cool j one no <laughs> and i think and uh and to tie it back to us from fresh actually sample that for the, for the beginning of uh, uh beep uh, beatbox on the beginning yeah. of time is running out yeah, so that's crush groove so if any nobody's seen crush groove before it's 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 worth seeing for a lot of reasons um, Beast, Beastie Boys make an appearance. Um, lots of great hip hop. Curtis Blow, uh, Fat Boys, Sheila E. does Holly Rock. Great, great version of Holly Rock. And um, um, Run DMC. Uh, yeah, it's just great, great, great. I'm going to uh, watch it. Yeah, Crush Groove. And uh, Tender Love is the is the ballad from that song, written uh, from that movie, written by uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis of, like, you know, the time and Janet Jackson fame. They wrote a hundred million hits for Janet Jackson and produced all her records and are basically the bomb. That's dope. And so and so yeah, I've been going through the eighties ballad. I've been teaching myself a lot well, I've been teaching myself alternating between hip hop jams and uh and uh and uh, um eighties R and B ballads and, and teaching myself songs on the piano. So that's one of the things I've learned to do since losing my vision is just is just figuring out how to play songs on piano and then and then and then sort of memorize playing them over and over again until I memorize. I think that's great, but I also think that it would be great for you to write some rhymes because I want to play this next song. You only wrote so anyone who's listened to the podcast, especially the Farm Fresh stuff, knows that you wrote a lot of our early stuff before we became quote unquote real MCs and had to write our own lyrics. Hmm. Um, so you did a lot of writing then, and then you once once a decade or so you would do a song. So we released a seven inch last year of your two songs, one of them being Betamax, which we played on the last 
podcast that you and I did together. Mm-hmm. But this song, uh, you wrote it, I think, in 20, 2004, 2004. Yeah. For, our, for the Farm Fresh Time is Running Out album. And it just occurs to me that, you know, in 2021, it would be good to get a new song or two that you wrote. Um, I'm sure mm. I'd like to I'd like to publicly ask for that. Um, but let's, we're both putting each other on the spot yeah. on this podcast. Right? We're both sort of hold, holding ourselves accountable. It's for quite it, effective, but. though. I find it quite effective. <laughs> um, so let's check this song out. This is X Girl by Farm Fresh, but this is all DJ Honeycut, um, and this is uh, available on the seven inch that we mentioned. So check this out. I'll pick you up at noon, we'll get there early in the day Last night I bought our wristbands at the St. James IGA And yo, they're all you can ride Fuck the coupon stalls We can skip the lines and get the scoop on, y'all Girl, you're looking good in your fresh apparel Buy you a corn dog and a root beer from the barrel I like them little donuts and the chili fries I think we ate too much, best skip the enterprise If your stomach's squeezy, don't feel guilty, girl We can start off easy, like on the tilt-a-whirl And when you're feeling bolder and ready to move on We can try the rotor or the gravity the drop of doom, the G-Force, and the Big Dipper The Rainbow, the Mach 4, and of course the Zipper The choice is yours, what ride is next, girl? I brought you to the X, cause you my ex-girl You're my ex-girl, it happens once a year You're my ex-girl, and now that time is here Go to the fairgrounds, and let your hair down Yeah, you're my ex-girl, Red River ex-girl If it takes all day By playing whack-a-mole No price too high to pay We can hide away In the house of mirrors You bring the slush puppies I'll bring the elephant ears On the ferris wheel We'll get stuck at the top Struck a deal with the carny So he knew where to stop And now we're all alone With the stars above Below the polar express Displaying radar love Says the schmo on the mic But he ain't talking to us We'll go as slow as you'd like it's getting late, no need for sadness Cause we got lots of time tonight, it's midnight madness You can watch the fireworks curled up on my lap Or we can ride down the slide on a burlap sack It's about good times, not about sex, girl I brought you to the X, cause you my ex, girl My, my, my ex, 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 girl, girl, girl My, 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 my ex, 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 girl, girl it happens once a year You're my ex-girl And now that time is here Go to the fairgrounds And let your hair down Yeah, you're my ex-girl Red River ex-girl You're my ex-girl It happens once a year You're my ex-girl And now that time is here Go to the fairgrounds And let your hair down Yeah, you're my ex-girl Red River ex-girl That's a classic. I don't care what anyone dope, says. Dope song. Yeah. Dope song. I, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit of trivia. I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, I actually wanted the Frail Dale beat for X-Girl. 
Oh yeah. I always thought I thought that Frail Dale, the Frail Dale song beat had more of a had more of a carnival vibe to it. But now I can't <laughs> picture I can't picture it any other way now, obviously. But uh, at the time, I was like, uh, I just I just just thought the Frail Dale beat was more of a, a carnival vibe. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, great song. Like I was really trying to. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was really trying to to. Um, I was trying to uh, really um, capture the vibe of I was I was I was biting um, Andre three thousand trying to at least for the first the first couple lines like that really staccato you know I'll pick you up at noon we'll get there early in the day that's not about I respond at the same James had to I think I was really. Tr- I was really trying to go for like Andre 3000 vibe at that point. I was really into Outcast, I guess. So, so <laughs> I was funny. like, if I play in Waka Multi Press, you had to pay. I think I was really <laughs> trying to go for Andre 3000. Well, I didn't until you told me. I, I didn't pick up on it. <laughs> no, I'm of sorry. course, no, of course you would not. Yeah, I keep meaning that I have a video of you recording that song. Um, oh, shit! In yeah. uh, in my parents' trailer in uh, in on and all Manitoba or Erickson, Manitoba, wherever it was. Yeah. Um, that I'll drop someday on Instagram. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll just say one more time. We'd like to hear more songs from, from you rapping and, um, you know, that's all I got. I've talked everybody into, or, or, you know, like just to let, you know, let people know what's coming is, is that, uh, I, I we have a basically finished John Smith album, a, a finished Mac and Row album. I have this other album with, uh, my friend Alvaro called Noodles, which is this instrumental album. And then um, Pip has written at least 10 or more songs over my beats. And they're great. I'm really excited about those songs. And then um, Yai and Smithy and me are working on some stuff. It's very early in that, but we're trading verses back and forth and demos and stuff. And then um, Gruff has been recording demos as well. So there are quite a Jesus. bit quite a lot's going on and it's all really interesting and different so from it from itself and from yeah like it's it's just really fun to be working with everybody again so you've been sitting on this brandon record way too long yeah yeah that, that's that's, that's got to come out yeah one of these days well we'll get into i'm how i'm going to release in what form i'm going to release it at the end of the podcast so oh shit no it's okay it's okay um so Let's talk about. So there's a few. I've at, I, I put out publicly. Hey, does anything anybody wants to hear about? Any questions anyone has? I didn't get a ton of responses, but one response I did get was, "You've got to talk about PNC Cribs." Um, mm, so PNC shit, Cribs right? was a was a was an idea we had as sort of some bonus content for the albums that we were doing in the early 2000s. And so the idea was to, because MTV Cribs was on, and it was all like. You know, obviously people live in large. You could see rock stars' homes or rap, rappers' homes or whatever it was. Um, and so we thought PNC Cribs was kind of funny because I think the first episode we did was at Smitty's yeah. place. No, I think it was a Pips was the first oh, one. Oh, Pips yeah. was the first one? So Pips, yeah. you know, it kind of busted-ass apartment in on Furby or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think... I'm not sure who had the idea. I kind of think I had the idea, but you ran with it and went and, and filmed mm-hmm. these and edited I, them and did the sound, or, did, or was it your idea? I don't remember. Uh, no, I, I, I'm sure it was your idea, but I, I basically 
produce them all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's play a little snippet, and then you can tell me, tell us all about kind of what you remember. This is a little bit from this John Smith one, which I thought was funny because John Smith's literally sleeping on the couch of his parents' home. That's where he lives, and he's got his two brothers, three brothers, living there with them, and so. There's like a hierarchy to who gets rooms and things like that at their parents' townhouse in, in the north part of, of, uh, of Winnipeg. So let's check this out. This is from PNC Cribs. And you can hear a little bit of Jay LaPere, who did a previous podcast with us as well. It's, he's doing the camera work. It's you and him, I think, uh, mm-hmm. filming all of this. So let's check this out. He's like, keep feeling guilty, like maybe I should give my heads up. some beats. I'm always getting kicked out of this room. Murray by, by far got the nicest room in the house. You always not allowed to eat in here. <laughs> what do you guys want to hear, man? You want to hear double time or you want to hear some normal 90 BPMs here? <laughs> <laughs> That's no. one or the other, <laughs> man. Yeah. How you feeling? It's too early for double time, I think. <laughs> This one's going on the mixtape. Day ain't like write a song about this. Drop the J and you can take it and shut mouth, kid. My proudest efforts, my crown and achievements. When I'm down and fettered with mountain grievances, it's all push me, pull you, but then I pull through. Holy red cake, there ain't no escape. Go fuck a web page like a dead lake. Are those your homeboys? Fuck what your friends say. He should be gone from this house by now. You notice he's on the couch and he doesn't have the room? That's because he's been gone once, and once you leave once, that means you lose a room, and then you come back, you don't get a room back, you gotta go to something worse, so he's on the couch now. I don't know, that's about it, that's all I gotta say about Joe. Right. That basement, the dungeon, well that's cause the oldest brother, he hasn't left yet, so he's got the good spot still. If Joe, if Kel left, then Joe would move downstairs, for instance. No, I would He's not gone. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's still, Joe's still on the couch. Trying to get out of here. I think it goes couch, basement, upstairs room, and then <laughs> parents' big room, the double room. Two of these. Two of these. Hats are mandatory. You guys sleep in your hats? Yeah. I did. You're not allowed to put me on no cribs without a hat, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, uh, this is, I called you Pigeon Lawn because you don't have a cool rap name yet. Yes, I do. What is it? Lawn Chair. Lawn Chair! Lonnie C. Lonnie C. So, uh, 
anybody could check those. Those are still on uh, on YouTube, even though they're shot in standard definition on a camcorder and so are very low quality, but still worth a laugh. So tell, what can you tell us about uh, making that series? Well, if I can remember the order properly, I don't think that was even, I mean, I guess that was that was on that was on pinkies based on you can always tell which song, album it's on it was like they were all cd-rom bonus material back there, there was this there was this uh, fancy new technology called cd-rom where you could uh, yeah bonus material on a, on an audio cd you put it in your put it in your emac and uh <laughs> and, and watch the bonus content um so but you can always tell which album it's from based on this the beats i was using as as bed tracks i guess that would have been on pinkies right and so um but i feel like i i mean i, I was that the second one because pips was certainly first all yeah. i know is that there was some precedent out and then smitty was like when we do mine i want you know uh, because you know, I had done yours. I did. I did both yours and Birds when I was in Vancouver. For what, whenever we were in Vancouver, I guess just on tour, uh, we did yours, and you were still living in in, in uh, Marpole there. Yeah. And Bird was living in East Van. Um, so it was before he had moved to. Um, so your bed tracks were disenfranchised. The disenfranchised two bed tracks, I think. So I think yours was on the disenfranchised two split with pip if i'm yes. not mistaken i'm pretty sure you're and, right and then birds came on um nothing is cool um and um and then smitty's came on um pinkies and um i just remember you know the the, the pip one and yours and birds didn't really have concepts yet like they didn't really have concepts we just shot them and then uh got some got some gold or you know got, got what we got and and pieced them together and made made an episode um pips was like Pip, pips was sort of based on the fact that you and i um our, our relationship with pip is to sort of tease him and so i sort of teased him um as as sort of this omnipotent director i was able to make fun of how many times he cleared his throat right. or whatever like but there were i didn't there wasn't really that sort of um personality there wasn't an opera not personality, but there wasn't really that sort of gimmick in in um yours or birds but then when smitty came along he was like here's what i want he actually said i want i want to be asleep i literally want you to to show up at you know 8 a.m or whatever time it was and wake me up because I sleep literally like 10 feet from the front door and I want you to actually wake me up and then I'm going to wake up and uh, chug this beer and drink some Pepto and or whatever it does he does and then we're going to start and that's how it was so like it, it was his I it was his idea that that's how he wanted to represent himself but but it wasn't it wasn't staged it was us literally like letting ourselves into his place and um and waking him up on the couch <laughs> and um um yeah and then uh, uh yeah and then everything else was basically like yeah he wanted to have his brothers in it and and um yeah so that was that was fun and then and then um yeah danny's or yai's was uh was interesting because it was actually filmed over two different places and we sort of created a um 
uh, a, a, a false narrative that that because of there was so many rap homies hanging out that he actually like got into a, a fight with his roommates who was like Gumshoe and, and his pal Carl and those guys were who he was living with and then he ended up his 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 cribs at a whole new cribs he had moved out during during the recording of the of the cribs episode right and um and mine was didn't set foot into my into my mine was actually based on an episode of wkrp in cincinnati uh it's an episode of wkrp in cincinnati where there's like herb tarlick who is the salesperson at wkrp famous for his loud plaid suits uh where a camera crew shows up at his house um to film him about to interview him about something and yeah they forgets it's that day or doesn't actually want to be interviewed so he like um splits from the house and takes off in his in his and his family's all still in their pajamas and house coats and he throws them all into the into their station wagon and takes off and the, fa- the camera crew has to chase him and he ends up like going to the church and like pretending that he's like very you know religious and whatever whatever like he's just trying to put on and so that i sort of stole that idea where i was like oh i forgot that my 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 you know i had my friend jason newfeld play the director of the of the of the of the cribs episode and he was coming to interview me and and see the house and uh and and then i split out the back door and he ends up having to chase me around the entire city and he eventually finds me at sound exchange and then i end up doing my interview in the basement of the sound exchange and it becomes a bit of a parody of uh the documentary scratch i end up parodying uh, dj shadow from the from the movie scratch if anybody's ever seen that movie and then i think the last one we did was gruff's where pip and i get gruff drunk on camera which I kind of, in retrospect, I mean, not in retrospect, like pretty much as soon as we put it out, I felt kind of, I wish I had I'd done differently. Yeah. I wish, uh, in retrospect, I, I, I feel like we kind of exploited Gruff and I feel bad that we made, I mean, I don't, like he, he, he consented to getting drunk and cooking us dinner on, on camera. Yeah. Um, but I wish, you know, there's one scene where like he, you can, watch him in this episode progressively get drunk and then there's this one scene where he um he pulls out a, one of his martial arts weapons and starts spinning it around and then he drops it because he you know and i wish i wish i had not i wish i had shown him facing that you know in retrospect i was like it's always one of my regrets where i was like no matter how drunk gruff gets He's still fucking super zen and super good at martial arts. So I, I, I wish, in retrospect, I wish I had, I, I had, I had shown him be really fucking dope at, at this ninja stick that he was doing, as opposed to dropping it. But I, but, huh. you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I kind of regret uh, us sort of exploding gruff like that. But. Um, but whatever that's you know we, we were trying to have these but they were fun to do and and they were fun to you know edit and 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 piece it all together and they were they were all they were all good i think that's all looking of them. through my files and it's like everyone i have is half standard definition like it's just we don't i don't have versions where it's like halfway decent it's too bad because it's it's uh you know they're they're great but I don't is have, there like, size limits that they c- couldn't 
they couldn't I guess be. so. I don't on, well, on I know CD on ROM, the CD, like, yeah, we wanted it small so that it would fit because we are, you know, all our albums are so long. There's not that much room left. To, yeah, um, probably just had to export. I probably only exported them once as a as a you know a 50 megabyte file so exactly. that they were enough. And that was that. And, they, and that was that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So another. Um, so yeah, people can check out on YouTube the entire series is there. It is grainy, but you get the idea. It's pretty funny, and um, you know, I guess from my two cents, I loved them. But I thought that you know the real when you really spent time with someone was what I was what, what I was hoping for to really like you know get in with the artists. And so my biggest disappointment was that you know you did yours as a gag, but then we never really got to know you you know and see which is sort of mm-hmm. what i was hoping was like you know mm-hmm. i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't you weren't pull, interested. i didn't I, I wasn't uh pulling back the curtain no i didn't uh, i didn't show you a show behind the curtain yeah. yeah i was very i was very guarded i just didn't you know i lived in a one bedroom apartment i wasn't uh what, what was there to see you know show you my wall of records like yeah to me it was exactly. to me it wasn't um it wasn't, uh, you know, I guess maybe after having done five, five of them or whatever at that point, I was like, well, you know, what, you, what gotta, am I gonna you do? thought you had to do something different and had to keep, you know, progressing. Whereas in my, in my, yeah, in my in mind, my opinion, I just wanted to, I wanted everyone to, to get known, you know, and just, yeah. Well, I mean, you got fans. to know me, you got to know my, my creativity. You got <laughs> to know you how, <laughs> you got to know that I like digging for records and you like to know, and you know that I like Filipino food because that is one of the spots that Jason looks for me. And um, you know that I like WKRP. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it was um, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a new take, a new twist on an old favorite, I suppose. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so another um, listener had asked us about sort of he, talk, he says, you know, on the podcast, we talk a lot about the history of Winnipeg rap. Um, obviously, we had all kinds of people on. We had people from Freak Show and and uh, obviously everyone who worked with us, and Dario and, and everybody. But um, uh, what about more recent or the future of Winnipeg rap? And so I can't speak to this too much. I, ha- I haven't been, I haven't lived in Winnipeg. I have connections, but I haven't lived in Winnipeg in 20 years. So the only time I've been really was there was either like for a wedding or to uh, play a show over the years. And so hadn't seen a lot of up and coming stuff, although I kind of know what's going on. But maybe you could speak more to what the scene is or was before this devastating pandemic that kind of shut down all live music, unfortunately, uh, for now. But um, what can you say about uh, stuff that we haven't touched on that's more recent um, in Winnipeg? Oh, well, you know, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. There's a bunch of new generation stuff out there that, uh, that I'm like, that's like kid, like young, young, young young people that I'm not really up on at all. And, and I shouldn't be because I'm, you know, in my mid forties. And I've often said, if, if, if someone my age likes the music you're doing, you're doing something wrong. You know, like, like I shouldn't, you know, the music you, these people who are 19, 20 years old, it shouldn't be for me. And if it is, and if it is, it is then, then you're, you're, you're blowing it. Um, that being said, I mean, like, the sort of like generation, the sort of pr- generation prior to that, I would say, like, 
you know, there's been these steps, different waves like the lytics, and then after that would be like um, three peat, and um, I think like I really dig their music because they are um, definitely um, influenced by our our era of of the '90s and 2000s sort of boom bap stuff. I mean, three peat maybe less lesser so because they can they can. They can uh, rap, over, you know, halftime beats and whatever, and are, and definitely have different styles. But for the most part, like BBS Steve makes, um, you know, some real some boom bap and stuff that I really like, and this, the records that he makes with Feta I really like, and the stuff, you know, he's he's produced, you know, Egg like the 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 three rappers from Three Pete are are Steve. Dill the Giant and 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 Egg and um, Egg lives in Toronto now, so they're not really active anymore. But like um, you know, Egg's put out some solo stuff and and Dill's got some solo stuff um, and Steve's put out stuff with Feta, Charlie Feta, and all that stuff I really like because I just really like Steve's production. I think Steve's production is is my aesthetic, you know, like sample sample based. Mm -hmm sample-based boom-bap stuff that, that's really sort of um, um, informed also, by, by our era. So. He also did a record with Len Bowen, just for the record. Yeah, just did a, just did a, just did an EP with Len. Yeah, and Len's worked with both, um, well, with BBS Steve and with, um, and with, uh, with uh, um, Alex Sani from, from, uh, from the Lytics as well. He, uh, he's produced some, some Len stuff as well. So Len, Len keeps his finger on the pulse as far as who's, who's making, who's making, um, you know, the next generations of who's making rap in, in Winnipeg and, and make sure to work with them. And, and, and that keeps, keeps Len, um, sharp. And I think that's a good move on his part. Yeah. That, that EP that he put out with, um, that he put out with, with Steve is really dope. And, and, uh, you know, Len can rap his ass off all the yeah. time. Doesn't you know? So it's nice to hear him rap over those over over those beats by those guys. And, and um, you know, I've backed up Len over the years. In the last few years, I've backed up Len. And um, and um, um, you know, hearing him rap over those those um, um, beats produced by Alex from from the Lytics, you can just you know, it sounds like a it sounds like a Lytics. Like it just he just has a signature sound, and so does Steve. And yeah, I, I would say that that uh, yeah. I mean, Steve's stuff that anything Steve touches, I think, is I'm a fan of, and 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 now that that sort of fourth quarter records um, um, world is 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 grown, you know, because because uh, the three peak guys are all doing solo stuff now, and then and Steve works with with Feta and works with um, Lan and 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 other younger younger cats like. Like they're, they're, he's, they're, that's just sort of like what I like to, what, because his aesthetic is sort of my my tastes. So, well, let's check that's out a I song. Like to to. I've picked out um, this is a three-peat song, and it's called Nine to Five, and um, this is a BBS Steve beat, and um, you'll probably recognize the sample, although it sounds like he used it backwards. Um, let's check this out. This is 3P. Steady working 9 to 5. I ain't got no day job. 
still work at 9 to 5 I ain't got no day job Still work at 9 to 5 Ain't got no day job Pass the time by getting high Still ain't got no day job My day job's my night job And my night job got me my late nights are these early mornings and these early mornings paying off I lay around in my days off to get work done and my day on Stay on like great ones, all ones stay locked on UB or the night air, Burberry or the Cartier Point is the quality's rare and the quantity's scarce They all stop and they stare, but I ain't really worried Got my ducks up in a hurry, push a couple beats Spend a couple flows like the visionary that I is In this biz, punched in for the long haul No, never had a day off, wanna spread vibes, make great songs have one, but it's gonna cost you. Huh. Cash up front of the PayPal. Big break coming any day now. I don't know what to say around all these fake clowns with they fake smiles. Uh, I just make sounds, make the bass pound, take the pace down. I just show them around and make boss moves like it's my town, and it is. So don't quit that nine to five. If you quit something, quit talking shit. And if you come at the king, shit, you better not miss. Steady working nine to five. I ain't got no day job. Still work at 9 to 5 I ain't got no day job Still work at 9 to 5 Ain't got no day job Pass the time by getting high Still ain't got no day job I don't work no 9 to 5 But I've been on it 12 to 12 Really out there dodging 12 Free my man to battle jail I know you feel this like it's braille You've been fragile, I can tell But even bread get hard when stale Down that hatch, release the cell I'm surfing like I'm on a swell Jamaican time and island vibes Afraid old chicken without the job Damn, no doubt we living good Came a ways up from the hood But still, that's where you'll find me at Smoking hella diamond sacks Just let my mind in time relax You hold another cup of that Hennessy or the CBDs That syrup helping my bugging back As quick as the come down Back to reality Ask me a place that I'd rather be Cause this can't be that for me This don't pan out, I'm a trap, you see Hey, cause I don't work no day job I'd rather play the game, dog. Taking my chances, writing these verses Putting it working, I ain't too serving Know what my worth is under the surface Put up on purpose, dog. I play with the dirtiest Hey, it's all great on purpose I gotta get to the bag, the money is served You working 9 to 5 I ain't got no day job Still working 9 to 5 In the backwoods, I'm parlaying with the brethren. You ain't seeing the split when the stack's good. See money, we spend it. I got mines. You ain't need to stop when your foot's in the door. Knock that shit down if you're looking for more. Lord knows I'ma keep it to the ground. Ran around the track and gave birth to the style. Coming up from the west, but it's love for the city. Purchase one ways, but I'm always homebound. Big up to my people's back home in Manila. I know that one day you'll vibe with me, no doubt. Nine five, nine five, man, I'm off that. Our time, our time, we done talk that. Forget luck, I'ma toss that. Sharpshooter in the process. It don't matter what the cost is. I hold it down for the heartbeat. I hold it down for my kinfolk, hold it down for the home team I hold it down when the wind's low, passport getting stamped up More shows getting sold out, everybody getting amped up Pour more when the bill's paid, girl got me when I'm lamped up 
God speed when the times look great Distinguish the air, help you find your way Mind over money, but don't mind my pay We ain't even here, never mind my day See me on the side where the grass gets cut Tossing up dirt cause the bastard's stuck We ain't really work cause the day job's done Lacing up tracks cause we ain't be working Nine to five I ain't got no day job Still working nine to five I ain't got no day job All right, that's 9 to 5 by 3P. That's from their EP called 3P2 from 2019 on 4th Quarter Records, and that is available on all the streaming services, so check it out. Song. Sample uh, sounds like that intimate friend sample, maybe backwards. Definitely, definitely intimate friends uh, by Eddie Kendricks. Yeah, once once the first time you heard that, that's probably common. Common off of Common's first record. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so mm. classic. Good, good, stuff. good, good, good sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they make good music. The good rappers, Errol, Errol, Errol's good rapper. Dill's a good rapper. See if the good rapper makes good beats. Fun good. to listen to. It's good to see groups coming out of Winnipeg and you know making some noise. And groups, you know, groups. groups. Exactly, groups. I love groups. Love a good rap group, man. Not enough. Everybody goes goes for Dolo. You yeah. should be you make a get together with your pals and be in a group. It's fun. It's cool. It's fun. It's hard to rap a whole album by yourself and make it interesting. Yeah, you can be way less interesting with a group <laughs> way more leeway <laughs> yeah man you can pass you can just pass the ball yeah you know and you're like oh. exactly groups are fun start a rap group everybody that's why it's been fun uh, working with Danny recently just throwing verses back and forth things like that mm-hmm so this is a park a park like record again I guess so just, yeah. yeah just got a you know he's done a few little raps and I've done a few and Joe's waiting yeah. in the wings to just jump in and swoop, take swoop over in. Yeah. which will be good good uh, yeah so that's about it I want to do um, I, I want to play uh, one more song and um, kind of set up the, the plan for my next podcast which I hope you'll be part of Tyler because uh, oh, me. I want to um roll out my Brandon album in podcast form and then at the end of the, the maybe do a six part podcast in early 2021 and play some songs and talk about um, what they mean and also their influences because part of the writing of this album uh, the McEnroe Brandon album is there, like almost every song talks about what I was doing at the time and especially what I was listening to and it's kind of basically between 1987 and 1992 1993 so there's a lot of like I was listening to New Order I was listening to U2 I was listening to all kinds of stuff right getting into punk rock and new wave and and whatever so um so I'd love to be playing so play songs based on a theme and then actually play some of these influences and talk about you know what was going on at the time and that kind of thing so 
I wanted to play this. This is, you know, and a lot of these songs are really short, which is fun. So here's a song that I that uh, I haven't actually got around to naming yet, but it's basically called Tyler and Pat at the High School Dance. And uh, this is a story about us going to Vincent Massey. And uh, Vincent Massey is not the high school that we, we went to. We went to Neelan, but we went to another school's high school dance. I think it might even been a much music dance party or something. And you guys dragged me along and then had like your, you had dance routines set up and all this stuff ready to go to just wow everybody at this other school. And I kind of just watched it all happen. Uh, so let's listen to the song and uh, set that up. This is called Tyler and Pat at the High School Dance. Everybody met through here for like a power sale in the Duke. You know, we've been in business for 10 years and we don't have to fool you one bit. We know our business inside out. If you're in the market for a new truck or a used truck, come and see us at Agri Power Sales. Looking for a new bin? This is the place. This is, this is, this is, this is the place to be. Agri Power Sales. This is, this is, this is the place to be. Drag to the spot with kids that don't know. Tyler and Pat gonna put on the show. I play the wall, try to chill and lay low. Sitting in the dark, I can hide till we go. The homies worked on the routines all day. Watch Scoop and Scrap on videotape. Plus house party, who's kidding, who's play? Memorize the parts till it's etched in your brain. Step to the DJ, ask for some hip hop. Even MC Hammer or Herbie Hancock. He says he'll get to it when he can, man. Next on cassette is Enter Sandman. Finally comes through with two live crew. Not our first choice, but it'll have to do. We step like a storm and watch a crowd form. Tyler and Pat in crossing guard uniforms. In the circle, everything's good to go. The kids start parking like the crowd on a studio. They blow it up, everybody wanted more. Then I do the one for something like an encore. Yeah, you don't stop, you don't quit, keep on. Except you gotta be home by midnight, 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 midnight. Fake out. you guys we don't have to have a trickery to fool you guys because we got the best deals in town tell them that metro sent you must be magic i can picture doing the running man to that yeah exactly so i don't want you to get into the whole story of that night at the high school dance or anything because we got to save it same for, for the for, the, for the, the brand the podcast. podcast coming in two th- the year 2021 so uh, you're going to take a step back from this podcast so you can start a new podcast. Yes, but it's a but short run for the means for, to release a record. To release a record. To make Great people idea. care about a record as opposed to just putting it up on iTunes. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then it will also force me to finish the record. So perfect. And that's happening like soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll record it. Start recording it over over the Christmas holiday. So you and I We're going to start recording the podcast over the Christmas holiday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, that is soon. Yes. We better give them a, I look forward. It'll be fun to yes. listen to that record and talk about it. Yes, yes. So there you go. It's, so, it's a good record. It's an autobiographical uh, Rod, Roddy Bailey Turkey record. Right. RBT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that will conclude this podcast, which has been the 2020 
quarantine pandemic whatever podcast um mm-hmm. pandemic's not over but the podcast is uh i want to thank so you i want to i want to thank you for uh you know on behalf of all the listeners for taking all this time i don't know how many episodes at least 20 20 some episodes 28, what? 28 episodes 28 episodes i mean amazing work roddy to do all this work and and produce all of this content for us to get us through this ridiculous year uh so on behalf of everybody who listened to all of these um, me being one of them thanks thanks for thanks for holding it down and making all this quality listening entertainment for someone who gets most of his entertainment through listening now Mm -hmm. um i i certainly appreciated all these episodes that you that you spent the time making so thank you oh my it was so fun just so fun i mean you know and then just you know spending catching up with people it's just been too long for so many people you know like even you and i don't catch up as much as we should but like i haven't had a conversation with odario in so Mm -hmm. long and we ended up Mm -hmm. it it turned into a day it was basically we talked all day and i had to Mm -hmm. cut it down into two podcasts and then like i haven't seen josh martinez in 10 years we always got along really well I, i mean i get along with everybody and all those people on the podcast you know i have talking to shazam talking to marty again you know just like so many people it was just so fun so it just it was just a real really fun thing that you know again one of those things would never have stopped your life to to do but because Mm -hmm. our lives were stopped for us you know a lot of people did a lot of creative stuff and this is sort of what i did so it's been a very nostalgic year starting way starting back in uh this time last winter when we were doing the farm fresh podcast yes celebrate the 25th anniversary of uh of the label yeah and then uh and then uh the homie nigel weber has been doing um this this uh local writer in winnipeg has been creating writing this book uh i should give a shout out to his if you follow instagram um uh, uh, an instagram account called gritty city this this uh, local writer nigel weber has been doing um an oral history of, of Winnipeg, um, you know, Manitoba hip hop, and he's been interviewing lots of people, and uh, he's been doing a, a lot of work uh, on this book. I don't know when it's coming out, but in the meantime, you can follow his Instagram. It's uh, Gritty Gritty City, and uh, he's putting up lots of old content, lots of Winnipeg uh, archival content um, uh, on the Insta- on his on his Instagram, and it's uh, definitely. For anybody who's a fan of this, the era that we're talking about, you should follow his Gritty City Instagram account. Um, and hopefully that book comes out soon. He's still got a, a, a buttload of, of yeah, he's got a lot interviews of to, do. Or, yeah. to do. But uh, he's being thorough and he's certainly being, um, you know, I think it's a yeah, good project. Big props and, to um, him for doing that work and to, for caring enough to do the work. It's really. Yeah. So so anyone who's who's, list, who's listened to this and not up on that uh, project, you should follow Gritty City because it's probably right up your alley. Yeah, definitely. And we got to send a shout out and a thank you to David from UGS Mag for mm-hmm. um, promoting this and uploading it every week and um, being a you know just a great partner through this whole thing and for, for being a, a stand-up guy in the hip-hop community for a very very long time as well and for decades yeah and he's got a lot of great of his own design work at the UGS Mag store and on on his uh, Instagrams and things like that so he's worth checking out there's a lot of great. Uh, stuff to be checking out for sure so 
Uh, I think that's it. I want to say thank you, Tyler, for joining me for the big finale. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it was. It was. Uh, I thought. Oh, I thought all the stories had been told, but it turns out oh, we man. still had some more. And 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 when we get into your, the Brandon record, I, yeah. I'm sure the floodgates will just open up again because, like I said, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very autobiographical record. And I was around. I'm, I think I'm the only person who was around for, 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 for all of it. So yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, so we're gonna have fun. It'll be fun to to talk about that's right all right great well thanks everybody for listening and we will talk to you soon have a good night good night